Hello and welcome to another podcast of Truth Be Told with Digital Rebel. Is anyone actually aware that anyone who dies within 14 days of getting vaccinated is considered unvaccinated? They just simply call you unvaccinated. Now, if a business in the private sector tried that scam, they'd spend the next 20 years in prison for fraud. The CDC in America has also been using stats of COVID deaths going back to January to make the claim that the deaths are almost exclusively from the unvaccinated. That's because earlier in the year, almost everyone was unvaccinated. Now, isn't that called rigging the numbers? The CDC must be using the same Democrats who rigged and stole the 2020 election from Trump. Worst of all, the mainstream media have blacked out the developing disaster in Israel. Israel is the most vaccinated country in the world. They all got the Pfizer vaccine. And at first, the deaths and hospitalizations went to almost zero. Israel declared victory over COVID. But then everything changed. Today, a massive COVID pandemic has engulfed vaccinated Israel. Hospitals are are full, we are told, and people are dying. And at this moment, Israel, the most vaccinated nation in the world, has more COVID infections per capita than any other country in the world. Now, that just confirms it to me that I made, me, myself, I personally made the right decision not to have their vaccine. That's not even a vaccine. It's gene therapy. And this mass emergency use vaccination program, even their bought and bribed experts really don't know what the long-term effects will be because not all the data's in yet. January 2023 is when the experiment finishes. Um, Some of the vaccines actually go beyond January 2023. So, and I wonder when, if at all, they're going to stop ignoring the VAES statistics. VAES or VAS website is a CDC website and it's being conveniently ignored by mainstream media and our corrupt governments. Back in the days of swine flu, if any of you remember swine flu, the swine flu vaccine, it got to 24 deaths due to the vaccine and was deemed too dangerous a vaccine for human use and immediately shut down. So if they aren't shutting this vaccine down when the amount of deaths surpasses thousands and thousands, that surely, you know, does arouse suspicion of another agenda afoot. And you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure that one out. And again, none of this is featured in mainstream media news. It's been a total media blackout. Worse yet, the UK and the US government, and indeed most of our leaders around the world, the CDC, along with the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum, etc., etc., have all desperately been trying to slander, for want of a better word, the drug that is most successful in treating COVID-19. And that drug is called ivermectin. 
and the proof from around the world is profound and indeed conclusive that ivermectin is miraculously effective against COVID-19 and all its variants. Something seems very wrong. It seems like someone is scared you might actually recover from COVID. It seems they only want you to take their opinion on the subject. Only their opinion, only their way of treating it. But us critical thinkers out there, and there are more and more of us waking up, we've got faith in our immune systems. We do our own research, gathering multiple opinions, not just the opinion of one or two scientists that are clearly living in the pockets of Big Pharma. We, we, you know, we gather multiple opinions, uh, looking at all the information available and not just an opinion made by some so-called bloody expert. But like I said, it's clearly in the pocket of Big Pharma and whoever controls the stocks in these companies. It just so happens the same people who own these companies also has control of the flow of information on this subject. Then by, by way of they fund almost all the world's mainstream media, basically. And if you think that's hard to believe, all you've got to do to confirm the facts is pop onto Yahoo Finance and check out the details for yourself. Look up any company you want, any company stocks, who owns what, who funds what and who donates where to certain companies. It's all there in black and white. Just go and do your research. Everyone needs to have some skill in investigative journalism these days to get anywhere near the truth so my advice to you right now would be start researching yourself hone them skills in investigating and you never know you might you might find that not all in this world is as it seems and you might find a uh, you might get a bit closer to the truth than just listening to mainstream media it's as far away from the truth as i can imagine now, over in Australia, ivermectin has been banned. Australia and New Zealand have, have been by far the most draconian yet. Now, stand tall, my fellow Australians. The whole world can see what China are doing to your country. I'll go into that a little later. But first of all, I want you to listen two politicians, two Australian politicians, both with extremely different views. First, we're going to listen to Australian Senator Malcolm Roberts. When it comes to treating and preventing people getting COVID-19, we've been told that the only solution is a brand new vaccine. That's not true. There are alternative and complementary treatments for respiratory conditions, which is what COVID-19 is. One of them is ivermectin. It's had over 3.7 billion doses administered over the last 60 years. In that time, it's had a proven safety record. Over the past year, ivermectin has been successful where used against COVID in some Indian states and in some South American, European and Asian countries. There are over 40 medical and scientific papers which hail ivermectin's success. So why is it banned 
for this use with COVID in Australia. It raises serious questions about Big Pharma's monopoly and conflicts of interest and its stranglehold over government. For example, Google's parent company, Alphabet, owns YouTube. YouTube has banned any videos that even mention ivermectin as a possible COVID treatment. They even took down one of my videos, and I'm a federal senator. But here's the kicker. Alphabet owns 12% of Vaxitech, who created the AstraZeneca vaccine. Aren't these conflicts of interest? The federal government's Therapeutic Goods Administration wrote me a threatening letter for publicly discussing ivermectin. The way I see it, I'm a duly elected member of Australia's national parliament, doing my lawful duty, sharing accurate data and information with you. Silencing debate and data is a form of control. And always beneath control, there is fear. Is dishonest Big Pharma afraid of losing its hundreds of billions of dollars in profits? Is the government afraid to admit they've made a huge mistake? I have no financial or other ties with vaccine makers or ivermectin or drug companies. My interest is in ensuring we protect people's health and restore our nation's economic health and security. That's why alternative and complementary treatments must be available. On the best evidence we have, ivermectin should be available, must be available. Without it, the government has blood on its hands. Now, thank you, Malcolm Roberts, a senator in Queensland, Australia. Seems like a guy who actually cares. So why isn't this type of man leading Australia? Now, listen up, Australia. When, when you all next vote, you should now all realise who is bought, bribed and paid for by Big Pharma and who is honest, transparent and brave enough to run Australia how Australians want to live and not how China wants you to live. So let's listen to another politician on the flip side of the coin. Uh, Dan Andrews, I think he's the Premier of Victoria, Australia. To protect the health system, we've got everybody locked down. We're gonna to move to a situation where to protect the health system, we're gonna lock out people who are not vaccinated and can be. If you're making the choice not to get vaccinated, then you're making the wrong choice. You're making the wrong choice. And for safety's sake, and for the back to that point about how much work our nurses have to do, as this becomes absolutely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we open everything up, it's not gonna be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be roaming around the place spreading the virus. That's what they'll be, that's what they'll be doing. So there's every reason, every reason uh, to get vaccinated and there are appointments available and there'll be even more appointments available throughout September, October, November. Let's get to those thresholds as fast as we possibly can. But yes, there's going to be a vaccinated uh, economy and you get to participate that, you get to participate in that if you are vaccinated. Now that's not right now because of course there's many more people who want to get vaccinated than we actually can get through the system. But we're going to get to a point where everybody who can get vaccinated will have been offered the chance to do so and we are not going to have a situation well, at least not in victoria where we lock the whole place down to protect people who won't protect themselves please go and get vaccinated what a prick i really hope you can see the difference in these two guys use your intuition one actually seems to care about australians and australia's future and the other well 
He wants you all to get vaccinated no matter what, needed or not, or he will starve you, make your life hell, or simply exclude you from society. I leave the opinions to be formed by you. So let's ask the question, is China bullying Australia? Bullying them into treating their citizens the way the Jews were treated back in 1930s Germany to push the vaccine? Is Australia now being run by communists? Here is how China took control. The Australian governments have only themselves to blame as Australia's export almost 70% goes to China. Now, if a government is stupid enough to put all their eggs in one communist basket, so to speak, they've only got themselves to blame. They should know if China slows down trade with Australia or even brings it to a stop, if they don't get what they want, then Australia will very quickly go bust. It will go bankrupt. China knows this only too well, as it seems Australia is treating its citizens just like China or 1930s Germany. If indeed Australian politicians do grow some balls and stand up to China, then all China has to do is cease trade and the world will watch Australia go bankrupt. Maybe this way China is in a win-win situation and Australia is in a lose-lose situation. If Australia does as China wants and brings in that totalitarian regime, as is what's happening at the moment, or Australia say a big fuck you to China, China ceases trade, Australia goes bankrupt, and a brand new banking system will be introduced when the economy collapses, and it will be a central bank digital currency. And if that does happen, Australians can kiss goodbye to all of their rights and freedoms, full stop, and a big hello to Klaus Schwab's Great Reset Chinese style, or George Orwell's 1984, whichever one's the worst. Now, I don't have all the solutions Australia needs. That's for us, the Australians to figure out for themselves. I'm just pointing out the data and information that's been hidden from them. It's been censored by the big tech giants. Go and listen to a previous podcast of mine on that subject, Big Tech Censorship. All my podcasts are on Spotify amongst other platforms. Go and check them out. Like I said, this podcast is now going out to almost 40 countries. Now, I'll, I'll give you a, a little list of them countries, actually, and I wanted to say, I wanted to mention them all personally and just say thank you for listening. Everyone in the United Kingdom, England, my own country, thank you. Australia, keep listening, man. You, you're the first ones in line. You're going to need this, all the information you can get. Uh, thank you to the United States and Canada, Germany, Sweden, Greece, Denmark. Thank you to South Africa for listening. Ireland, the, the Netherlands, Spain, Uganda. Cyprus, Mexico, Portugal, Indonesia, India, Italy, Finland, Slovakia, Austria, 
the Northern Mariana Islands. Whoever's listening from there, tiny little islands in the Pacific, South Pacific, I believe. Thanks for listening, man. Thanks for listening in Pakistan, Ecuador, Bulgaria, Costa Rica, Tanzania, New Zealand, Japan, Singapore, Norway, Hong Kong, France, and last but not least, Malaysia. So a big thank you to all of you for listening. Right, let's crack on with the podcast. Now, the reason I felt I needed to do this podcast about Australia is I have family in Australia. My wife's sister and her family are in Brisbane. Hope you guys are okay. And my mother's got some cousins and family in Australia too. So a big hello to Anne and Alex, if you're listening, I hope you are. I hope you're both well, and I hope you're both not being forced to do stuff you you don't want to do. My best wishes to you all, and I hope you're all okay. And this message is to you guys, and to all Australians still fighting the good fight. The whole world is with you. The whole world is watching, and we are watching how you all handle the situation you're in with your communist government. Now, what actions you take will probably lead the world in its fight back against this tyranny, this not-so-great reset. We all want to see the total emancipation of the Australian people and the New Zealand people as well, and the people throughout the whole planet. Tyranny has no place here. Corruption and greed should be a thing of the past, but the fight continues. As George Orwell said in his final warning, the only way to stop this is to not let it happen. It's happening already. But remember, being human is a team sport. We've got to work together on this. And a little quick message to the Australian government. When one size doesn't fit all, you need to remain fluid in the policies you make. Now, we as the people have got to stick together and keep the good fight going. I am not going to let them get anywhere near me or my family with this vaccine. And I just want to point out to make a point to all the, the lockdown supporters. Now, I sometimes wonder whether you are aware of what you are causing with your attitude. You mock and ridicule the majority of the patients, uh, the pandemic's victims. You trample on those who are now suicidal. You spit on all those who have lost their livelihood. You make fun of the suffering of those in poorer strata and poorer countries who are left behind by you. You are uh, cynical and inhuman. And despite all this, people on Twitter are lashing out against those who question the overall situation. Public lists of dissidents are created and people are hired to find skeletons in the critics' closets or to defame them. Now, these borderline attacks come almost exclusively from the camp of people who always feel like puking as soon as we question the narrative. And you know what? I feel sick too because of you sickening coronavirus Nazis 
You guys are part of the worst that humanity has produced. You are an unconscionable lynch mob. Nothing more, nothing less. What we are currently observing is that the rule of law is being undermined. Judges who declare measures unlawful have their houses searched shortly afterwards. And leading politicians publicly claim that demonstrators are undermining our democracy. Fucking grow up. We need to protest. We need the right to protest. Do you guys seriously think that critics are right-wing fascists who want to abolish democracy? However, you do not realise that you are much closer to Stalinism than the average concerned citizen is showing anti-democracy uh, democratic tendencies and on the contrary we are all real democrats we all want democracy you also don't need to keep saying that we have no respect for doctors and nurses yes we do we just don't follow the ones you do the bought and paid for ones in the pocket of big pharma you haven't cared about the nursing profession in years so why bother uh, you know why say you do now. now this accusation is absolutely hypocritical and should perhaps question it uh, you should question it yourselves now many of the politicians who are in the limelight today and are appalled by the state of the health system are simply responsible for it and yet you uncritically hail lobbyists and careerists of this caliber as your new heroes well well fucking done you now, unlike you, we have respect for all those suffering under the, uh, the current measures. It's illogical that our entire society has to be in a state of war in which the, the entire civil society has to fight against the one maximum and invisible enemy. And anyone who questions whether this intangible enemy is really that dangerous and whether it might possibly uh, might be possible to combat it with other more civilian means is a covid denier and an enemy of the people and must be hung from the nearest lamppost well fuck you we're not covid deniers we're just realists you simply don't realize what reflexes you are giving in here but that is part of the problem there is plenty to criticize about the media elite that calls for an ever tougher lockdown and shoots down every critic with references to supposedly full intensive care units. Have you ever cared about the dead and the causes of death? Did you ever notice that people died every day for avoidable reasons? Do you even know how many people die every day and from what? And do you know the proportion of people who die of coronavirus in relation to all other deaths. Do you know what sugar consumption alone costs our society many more years of life than this respiratory virus? That's for sure. Now you can go out, you can go out and go and protest these sugar factories if you like, but please stop holding the entire society hostage just so you can live out your absolutist fantasies. This isn't about a virus and it's never been about health. It's about selling vaccines amongst other things. 
Otherwise, our corrupt politi uh, political elites would truly promote our health. That would truly promote a healthy diet and exercise in us all, healthy vitamin D levels, social contacts, stress-free environments, etc., etc., fucking etc. But you don't, do you? You just sit there on your fucking high horses and think you can tell us what to do when you're there to govern and govern only, not rule. So we need stress-free environments at the moment, <laughs> not only to increase the quality of life, but it also boosts our immune systems. Instead, we live in a climate that promotes social phobias. Old people are afraid to see their relatives and at the same time, afraid to die alone. This is the society you created. We are living in your dystopian reality, which has the whole world in its grip like cancer. There is no country in the world to which we people with common sense could flee. Yet thoughts of escape are still pure luxury compared to the millions of people who are dying miserable deaths in the third world townships. And as a result of your fantasy, fantasies, every time you want us to visit an ICU just for one day, just to see the misery with our own eyes, I want to respond to you with, you know, you should go to a slum in India or Africa, a slum of your choice. And what you'll see there is how people live without prospects and in constant fear. All this misery only because you believe that you are able to prolong the lives of old people who have lived their lives with the authoritarianism and inhuman measures. The saying, the only uh, the one who doesn't know has to believe everything is particularly true in this case. But you're mistaken. You are an unimportant puzzle piece of a geopolitical game of the elite. And you are just too mentally limited to comprehend its complexity. The only ones who benefit from the crisis are the mega rich and the big corporations of this planet. Those global players want to take away our freedom with these measures. Prior to 2020, would you have consented to an experimental gene therapy against a common cold virus that poses next to no danger to you and most, up to 99.7% of people actually? Would you have done that? No danger to you or, you know, or for which the manufacturer wouldn't be liable in the event of damage? If so, then get injected to be protected. But please leave us out of your surreal reality. And if you still don't want to, want to understand, then answer me one last question. Why does the common flu vaccination practice no longer apply? I.e. vaccinate the vulnerable. No longer applies. Now let me be clear. It's us, your enemies, who are currently defending your rights. It's us who are risking our careers and reputations for speaking up against this madness. Being a cowardly collaborator like you would be much more convenient for us. But we choose to do the right thing. 
You, however, are being misled by media-supported demigods or demigods from your point of view, who almost entirely have strong conflicts of interest. You are a pawn in a grand mind game of people who, whose interests are completely different to yours. It's not that difficult to figure that out. Also here, the motto applies, follow the money. The road to truth has many turns, but it's, but it's eventually your choice whether you want to begin the journey or remain in the dark. So for this week, I'm going to say to Rara on that. So until next time, toodle-doo.